Today's podcast is sponsored by slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, naturalbossnh.com, and New Hampshire Vape Gallery. More on that later. Let's get into episode 53 of Talking with Tilfer. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back like it is every week. I'm so excited. And I'm going to start off with by saying thank you to everybody out there for subscribing, watching, liking, commenting. Um, it's just so exciting week after week to have you all coming back and checking out the pod. To all the new subscribers, thank you as well. I appreciate it. Remember to comment, share, and um, set those alarms for all the new podcasts. If you are new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. Hit those like buttons if you're enjoying the videos. Set those alarms so you know as soon as all the new episodes are uploaded. And share, 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 comment, and rate. Or rate and review. Really appreciate everybody doing that, and uh, it helps the podcast grow. So thank you. Um, let's see here. My... Official email of the podcast is T A L K I N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send in uh, your story, or maybe you have somebody's story that needs to be heard. Let's get into that. Um, let's send it out. If you just want to get a conversation started, let's get that going. All right. Send it in. Put whatever we, you want to talk about in the description. And we will get that conversation started. Um, also, don't forget to follow me on social media. That's right. I am on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, that is Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Always a way. It's a way to get more content throughout the week. Um, and now that we are through that, how is everybody doing, huh? It is a Monday afternoon, um, and it's, uh, well, I guess we were supposed to get some rain, but nothing showed up yet. It's just really windy out there. Um, I have been going over a lot of stuff that, um, I guess was bothering me. I was recording uh beginning and end to the 420 episode that will be released on 420 um and uh i got well i got really really high and i started self-doubting like crazy and i know it was just the weed talking i understand that but at the same time those are true thoughts that I need to deal with. Just like when I was drinking and I got blackout drunk, everything that came out of my mouth, I was always told was what I was really thinking. Um, and that's what came out when I was completely hammered was uh, how I felt, the truth of how I felt about people. Um, and I I do believe that to be true. I believe that... Those things that I said were true um, at the time. Um, there's a lot of things I said when I was drunk that I used to believe that I don't anymore. Um, but the one thing I like about marijuana is I like the fact that 
it really allows me to kind of look in and see what's going wrong and then kind of deal with it. Um, where alcohol, I had no control over half of the time. I didn't even know I said those things, you know what I mean? So it's completely different where now I'm kind of like, I get to look in almost, you know, I'm having all these thoughts, but I'm looking in and looking at these thoughts, hopefully constructively and then, um, working on it. But I just felt, um, like what I was doing was worthless um, I had a lot of self-doubt, um, about the podcast, about what I'm even doing right now. And I was having a lot of trouble with it. And I'm not saying I got over it. Um, I mean, I'm back on camera. I'm doing my thing. I want to do this every week. I want to help people out there. And I feel like this is going in a very good, positive direction. But at the same time, what am I doing? Right. You know, who else out there is having self-doubt about what they're doing? Um, and does the self-doubt get you to a point where you stop? And that's kind of where I was yesterday. I was like, should I be doing this? Should I be investing in something that could possibly go nowhere for me one day? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes, I should be doing these things. I should be doing what I'm passionate about. I should be doing um, what makes me feel uncomfortable because the reason I feel uncomfortable is because, well, that's the whole point of everything I've been doing, right? Get out of the comfort zone. Once you're comfortable, nothing changes. Nothing changes, nothing progresses, um, and you, you get stagnant, and that can be unhealthy as well so I know I'm uncomfortable I know that I have a lot of th stuff that I need to work on but I was just feeling so down on myself and just but then I you know and then at the same time I start thinking about all the stuff I've done over the last year and I start going through a Rolodex of stuff that I was doing a year ago or started doing a year ago um, like running and uh, just trying to motivate people to get off the couch and do stuff. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, you're going to become a marathon runner. I'm not going to become a marathon runner. I just wanted to be healthy. I just wanted to do something besides sit at home and watch the TV. You know, when, when I was out of work a year ago, that was the option. I mean, everything was at home. Jiu-Jitsu was at home. Um, you know, my wife was working at the time cause Walmart was considered an essential. So it was touch. It was, it was very, um, not, not, not touchy, but like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird time. It was like, she was at work. She was around hundreds of people, um, a day. Um, and then she's coming home and, you know, kind of worried about it. So we're like spraying down clothes. We're spraying down each other before we come into the house and it's just you go through these uh moments in time where you only you're thinking the worst and in my case i always think the worst so i always go to what what could be the absolute worst case scenario of any situation and then i work my way backwards but you know, so we were worried about it and everything like that. And, of course, we've all learned that it doesn't transfer this way. It's, you know, it is what it is today, right? 
Um, but where was I going? Um, but yeah, so I, a year ago, I, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to get outside. I wanted to do something besides just sit inside and clean my house, which I did for like three weeks. So I decided to, decided to start running and I decided I decided to start running on April 20th last year um you know a couple weeks after I started the podcast I decided that it was time to go running um it was time to uh do things that I can't do because now I can't go to jujitsu class and run and do the warm-ups and do all this other stuff we're just doing a zoom class so you're just like laying your mat out, grabbing the dummy and then doing the work, doing the work, but there's no warm-ups and stuff like that. They did some, but it's not the same. It wasn't the same. I was missing the running part of it all, and that's what made me incorporate running into my routine. And now here I am a year later, um and and it's it feels really good to be here. But at the same time, I think about what I'm doing and I'm like, am I really making a difference in anybody's life out there? Am I just kind of, uh, I'm trying to get through these thoughts and I it, sometimes it's difficult for me because I, I, I feel no different than anybody else. I don't feel special. I don't feel strong. I don't feel confident in myself all the time, sometimes at all. Um, and, but I'm very passionate about what I do and what I get into. So I feel like it, I feel like this is going in the right direction, but I always question everything. And I was there this weekend. Um, you know, I was in my head and I was doubting everything. I told myself I was going to re-record a bunch of stuff, but then I watched it. It was, it was all right. Just like everything I do is all right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll never tell you anything I do is great. I think that's the wrong way to look at things. But do I see good in what I do? Yeah, I do. But I just don't talk highly of it because I believe that's uh, arrogant. Is that the word? Yeah, I think so. But so I had a lot of these feelings going on. And then I'm looking back and I'm, I'm going through everything. And it was so... This brings me back to the running where it was just really nice to get outside today. And, you know, it was 45 degrees um, and it was perfect. It was, the wind was just picking up, but it hadn't cooled off yet because um, the wind had just started picking up. So it was a nice temperature outside. Um, so I went for a run around the block for the first time in a couple months. No, what, six months now? since the the cold weather and the snow hit and it felt really good and then i get down to valley street and um i have to run past a, an electric company and as i'm going there's usually enough space between their vehicles and the road there's like at least 12 feet well a van decided to pull in and park next to those cars so as i'm running i'm like estimating whether or not I can make it through his car and their cars and then he opens the door and I'm like oh shit I can't make this there's no way I can make this so I'm like I'm gonna have to go on the passenger side of the vehicle now the passenger side of the vehicle is left approximately maybe 
a foot of distance between that van and the curb. And I'm like, all right, I can do it. I can do it. And then I'm getting ready to go. You know, I'm going to give it a little bit of a sprint because I want to get past traffic. And as I'm coming down to the telephone pole just before the van, there's like a Dodge 2500 coming at me. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so much fun because he's like hugging the curb. Like if he could be on the curb, he probably would have been. But and and of course, when you're you're running and you're moving and you're trying to think quickly and just like when you're driving, every slight movement you make is super important. But man, I will tell you, when I ran past this van and that truck was passing me at the same time, I had one moment, one thought of very quickly of the mirror smacking me in the shoulder. I was like, please don't do that. That would suck. But that that would mean he was way too close. Uh, but it's he still would have made it past the telephone pole. He was pretty close to the yellow line. But I was like, oh, I don't want to get my shoulder hit by his mirror. And then we make it, I make it past him, and you know I'm I'm still running, and I'm getting ready to go back up my street. And I was just like, wow, that that made me miss my treadmill for a moment because I was like, I'm so safe on my treadmill. <laughs> Every time I go running in the neighborhood, I mean, I've been, I've almost been hit by people stop, uh, running stop signs three times. One of them, I actually had to jump up and kind of jump on the guy's car because he totally blew it. And then I go out for the very first time in six or seven months now, whatever it happens to be. And, uh, yeah, I just came really close to getting clipped by a giant truck. So it's just like one of those things. I just got to get myself back up to speed and get acclimated to dealing with traffic and stop signs and crosswalks and all the shit you got to do when you're outside. So I just got to get acclimated again. But I'll tell you, it was so nice to get outside. And I know that, you know, I just <sighs> telling you, sometimes when you get in your head, it is really, really tough to get out. And I was sitting there kind of today too, but had a good conversation with Tyler this morning. Um, he'll be in the 420 episode. Uh, we have a great conversation there. And then um, uh, went to jiu-jitsu class at PMA Derry, New Hampshire today. And it was it was really awesome. We went on, like the like professor said, uh, he doesn't, even though we call uh, basic moves basic, um, a, a lot of us forget that basics are like a necessity so to avoid learning them just because they're basic per se doesn't mean that they're not sufficient or they won't work or they're inadequate I think is the word I was looking for um, and we need to think of them more as like an essential tool and I think that about like the basic things in life you know, uh, you know, your food, your, uh, water, your, all that stuff is so basic, right? Eating is basic, um, because you need to eat in order to survive. So therefore I find it to be in that category. Um, but I, well, when, when you listen to this, it will be Thursday. Um, I believe the eighth, uh, cause today is, April 5th yeah so it'll be the 8th when this comes out so I'll have already been fasting 
Um, Thursday will be the third day. So I'll be in the third day when this comes out. And um, I try to put it out there on Instagram and stuff like that. And if you happen to watch this now, that's perfect. But if you want to join in with the water fast, um, you definitely can. Like I know I'm doing it for five days. And but it's Thursday right now, and you can still join me for Friday and Saturday if you wanted to. Um, you could join me on any one of the days, and just let me know you joined me. It doesn't have to be the full five days. I think a lot of people were under the impression I'm doing a five day, so you got to do a five day. I, I'm I'm a fan of intermediate fasting. I'm a fan of fasting in general, and so if it's something that you've never done before, then I would prefer that you did what you were capable of doing. Um, I'm not expecting anybody to do a five-day water fast 100% with me. I mean, I got one person that's joining, and uh, I know he's going to go through it with me, and that's fine. I think that's great. It's always good to just get people involved. Like, if you've been interested in fasting and never tried it before, this is a great way to do it. But if you've ever had drug... Uh, drug... If you've ever had blood drawn at the doctors and you had to fast for 12 hours and you had to follow that extensive list of all the stuff not to do while fasting, just pull up that list and that's 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 it. You just go by that rule. And the only thing I do is I just do it for five days. And um, I find it to be rewarding to be able to say no to food at any time. I find it to be a strength because eating, drugs, anything to a certain extent can become an addiction. And I had some stuff said to me when I was young that deterred me from eating food in general. And I'm even though what was said kind of like bothered me and it may have put this negative spin on food, which is why I can kind of say no to it. It was probably one of the best things that ever got said to me you know what I mean because when my dad looked at me and he said oh you're gonna have a beer belly like me by the time you're 30 I was like no that's not happening you know what I mean so like it wasn't like super negative but it wasn't when it was said to me it was not I didn't look at it as a positive I looked at it as a big big negative and when I was like 12 that was something that stuck with me and I feed it. I used that uh, to make sure it never happened. Like, I mean, when I, when I was eating and doing stuff as a kid, if I saw my stomach get to a certain point, I would just completely stop eating. So for me, fasting is easier I find um, over time, I've been doing the fast now for four years, um, uh, so I feel very comfortable with a five-day water fast. It works great for me. 
um, changing my diet, getting myself. And it's not even a diet. It's just what you eat every day. I just changed what I ate every day. That is the diet. Um, I just hate putting that word on it. And so when I changed everything so that my stomach would work better and my poops would come out better, then fasting didn't, didn't become easier. It actually became a little bit harder, which was interesting to me. And I noticed this over the last like year and a half. So three, three fasts. Um, I found it to be very interesting that like I was losing less weight during the fast. And by day five, where when I first started fasting, day five was actually pretty comfy. I wasn't too bad. I was like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm almost done. And now I feel like good. And that was the body burning through all the bullshit in the system and just getting out the garbage and uh, burning out, you know, bad bacteria, excuse me, sugars, whatever. All the bad stuff is in there. And of course, on day five, it's still feeding off of that when you first start fasting. But I only changed my diet like two years ago, maybe a little bit over two years now. So now when I fast, I lose a lot. I don't lose the 10 to 12 pounds anymore. I'm more towards six or eight, which is great. I love the fact that I don't lose as much weight because then it's easier for me to bring that weight back on because my initial, my goal is 165 someday. I'll probably be 65 by the time I reach it, but that's okay. When I when I get there, I'll get there. So, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. Um, yeah. So when when I fast now, when I get to day five, I actually feel like sick. And to me, I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Now it's a little bit more difficult to make it through the fast. And that's because the body doesn't have as much garbage to feed off of anymore. You know, there's still a little garbage in there. I got some freaking protein cookies and stuff that I like to chew on. And I just watch my sugar intake. I watch what, you know, how much processed crap I, I intake. And it's very, very small compared to what I used to do. So it's not as hard for my body to just run through that and get rid of it as it once was. I mean, I used to eat so much that my body was just like running off of that all day, every day. So, um, I, I believe this is why I'm bringing up the fact that like, I'm not expecting everybody to do a five day water fast for with me, especially if you've never done it before. But I believe that any step in the right direction is a great step and that should be acknowledged as well. So back to my point, if you have never done it before, it's a great way for you to try it out. I'm sure you've had blood drawn. So you fasted before in your life, but if you want to try and put a little bit more of a timer on it, then hit me up. Let me know how, how far you made it, you know, and then next time, maybe take it a little bit further. And just keep pushing yourself. Small increments. That's what I like to do. Some some people out there love fasting uh, like I do, and they can do a full five. I, I, I got a friend that I actually got introduced this fasting by him. So he's joining me on the five-day fast. He hasn't done it in a while, so he's like, oh, I'm going to get back on this. I want to try it out with you. So 
it's super exciting to motivate other people to take control of, you know, their food intake. Because we, we, we were all, when I was growing up, I was told three square meals a day. You gotta eat, you gotta eat, you gotta eat. It's a, and, and you don't. You do have to eat to live. You should eat good so your body can utilize all the nutrients and all everything that it needs to put into your system. You should do that. But the way we eat today, we do not need to eat this way, you know? And I've talked about it in the past. It's just like shopping the center. Skip the entire center of the grocery store. Skip it. Go to the grocery store, buy everything you need, but stay out of the center of the store. And that's actually everything you need. You know what I mean? So if you're going to join me, that's great. I'm super excited. Like I said, by now I'll be three days in. And today I'm getting it started. So, I mean, it will... Tomorrow morning. So today I'm bulking up. Yesterday I bulked up. So Sunday I bulked up. Today I'm bulking up. I just eat a little bit more. I have a lunch. I have a few things that I don't normally do because I, I don't normally have a lunch. I usually just eat once a day. Um, but I snack in between all of that. So I'm not on a, I think my maximum intermediate fasting is like 10 hours, which doesn't count. It doesn't count for my size. It needs to be at least 14, and I know that, and I'm working on it, all right? I'm still working on it, so I am trying to get myself onto a more of a intermediate, uh, stricter uh, thing. I'm trying to do that, but it's hard for me because I, I love snacking, and I like eating in the morning, and I don't like waiting till the afternoon, so... I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. But that's something I got to work on. You know, just like my thoughts from earlier where I don't know if I'm doing um I don't know. I don't know. I got my head and I just can't get out of it, you know. But yeah, hit me up, let me know and uh yeah. Just let me know if you're enjoying any of this too or if you feel the same way. Uh, I'm just looking for more interaction. I'm looking into getting a phone number that you could call. Um, there's a way to do that. Um, I just got a uh, Rodecaster Pro. So the audio interface is going to be changing next week. Um, after this podcast, I'm probably going to play with it. i got to install it, set it up, learn how to use it. But the audio should be better. I should never have my cameras cut out on me again. Um, uh, I just got, I got some stuff that I'm updating and I'm excited to do it. And that's how I know I'm going in the right direction. I know because I'm excited. I'm still excited when I sit down. This doesn't feel like a job. It feels, just feels good. It feels good. And it's nice to get my thoughts out. And it just, I, I just, I don't know. I appreciate everybody for listening and watching and all this shit. Um, right, 420 episode will be uh, coming out on 420. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I had to do a beginning and end. Uh, me and Tyler have a conversation. I'm high on Delta 8. Um, I get high with you before the episode, and I get high with you after the episode. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I hope you enjoy, um, and be on the lookout for that. Make sure you set the alarms for it.
slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com that's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com do you like clothes well these guys have some of the best t-shirts hats gloves leggings sweatshirts sweatpants you name it they're printing on it and it's all here I love their neck gaiters in case you don't want to wear those masks anymore. They just came out with a brand new crew crew cut neck sweatshirt. I mean, awesome. Awesome material. Prints last over and over again through every wash. Um, And I just love them. They're great conversation starters. I mean, look at these prints. Look at this sweatshirt. Um, they They got gloves. You need to do some raking, maybe some yard work, maybe some mechanic work. Well, these gloves are going to be perfect for all of those jobs. Um, and they got skateboards, kids' clothes. They're winter hats. Some people like to wear them all year round, so you can get those still. They are available all year round. Um, and you can only get this stuff here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Do you like organically made products? Do you like supporting local business? Well, you can do all of that right here at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. This website has the best hand sanitizer that I have ever used. It is great travel size, fits in your pocket, fits in your purse, fits, stays in the center console in the car. It's everywhere I go. And it's been keeping me COVID and flu worry free for the last year. Their salve is amazing. It smells great. It works great on dry skin. And it's just an amazing product. One of five amazing products that they have. They get their lip balm. Amazing for keeping your lips moist so that they don't dry out and crack. The beard oil is great. Making those beards look younger um, and healthier. And then, of course, you have a foot and body soak. Who doesn't need one of those after a long, hard day of work? I know I do. And you can only get all of these items at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. And get any one of these five amazing products or just buy all five today. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings. We're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. You can feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171, and you can always shop in our store, provided you wear a mask. I have to tell you about these brand new disposables. These things are amazing. They have a full-size tank coil inside of them, 3,300 puffs, 30 bucks, rechargeable, absolutely one of the best disposables I've ever had. And you can just keep recharging it until the tank's empty. Um, The new Nord 4, great, great product with the RPM2 coil. I love this thing. 80-watt adjustable leather inlay on some of them, and it's got dual airflow. Um, other products that we carry, we have got dab mats. That's right. You need a silicone mat for your table? We got those. You need one that's travel size? We got those. You want some for just the kitchen counter? We've got those as well. And not only are they used for dab mats, but you can also cook with them. Amazing products up to about 400 degrees. We've got slow down clothing. 
available prints and sizes in stock in store. So if you want to get some slow down clothing, you can do it right here at New Hampshire Vape Gallery. And of course, we always have your coils, um, juices, flavors, everything's in stock always at New Hampshire Vape Gallery located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings. We're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. I look forward to seeing you there. And now, back to the show. Why is it every time? And I'm not... I'm trying to be gingerly about this. Um, Guns, right? They're crazy. I love them. I think they're great. Um... But why is it every time there is a shooting, we never blame the person behind the weapon? Whether it's an axe, knife, hammer, or gun, we're never blaming the person. We blame the weapon. You know, and I'm sure we're not blaming hammers for murder, you know, but I guess the, I want to, I, I think the saying is, um, if you got a hammer, you're going to bang a nail. I don't know. But these, these shootings that keep happening, I believe are mental health issues. And I'm not saying all of them are mental health issues. Um, one of the last, one of the ones that happened to the massage parlors, um, and I'm not trying to I just don't think that it was the gun's fault. I don't think that it was racist I just think the guy was mentally ill and he had a mental problem and he couldn't see past that and he had a break and unfortunately people died and you know when you got 8 out of 10 that are a specific race, whether no matter what race it was, you could turn any event like that into a racist thing. But what about the person's mental health? Just like the supermarket. And I think there was... Another one recently, um, Friday or Saturday, there was another one, Colorado, I think. I might be wrong, but I know that I, I've heard of a few more. And then as soon as this happens, we want to, you know, take away specific guns, take away, um, you know, blame the firearm. And... They're like, oh, well, it was bought legally, and he had no priors, and he had no issues, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. True. 
And yes, it was purchased a couple. I think the supermarket one is the one I'm talking about, where the gun was actually purchased like a week or two before the incident. But we don't know what happened in that week or two before that incident to that one particular person. And I'll tell, I don't know if we'll ever find out because most of the time these shooters wind up dead. And if they do go to jail, they don't talk about why they did it. Um, They don't talk about any of that stuff. You know, they're usually pretty quiet. They don't say anything. They get their time and then they go to jail. And we never hear of them or think of them again until the anniversary or this and that. And then people look it up and bring it back to life. But why do we always choose to why do we always choose to blame the firearm or the weapon in general? You know, I, I understand doing extensive background checks. I understand maybe digging a little deeper. Um, and for this specific reason, for this specific thing, Should your mental or your doctor medical record be open to inspection as well? Maybe the background checks are not deep enough. And I understand doctor-patient privilege, but you're you're buying an instrument that is specifically designed to kill people. So, shouldn't we dig a little deeper than just a background check to see if you've ever been arrested or had a a domestic charge or a felony and a misdemeanor and whatever else that they're looking for that they may deny you for a weapon? And maybe there should be something that kind of opens the door for letting them know how mentally stable you are. Like back in the day, if they were to do something like this, they would have never sold me my firearm from all the, uh, 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 depression, um, the anxiety, um, the anger, all of those things that were on my medical record. Um, which you don't have to really go any deeper than that. I mean, if these things are on your medical record and they're relevant, you know, I'm not saying that like, okay, now I go to get a firearm, right? I take no medications now and I'm pretty stable. I'm good. My anger's down. I've learned how to deal with my emotions. I've learned how to deal with myself in general. I have no felonies, no nothing, right? But then they do a dig, right? And they go super deep and they see these things. I think past a certain time, if they don't see it, then, you know, it should be okay. But if they were to look that up on somebody and they're on all those things I just mentioned right now, well, then maybe we should reconsider giving them a firearm like i believe if that was my case um oh jesus christ my gun incident was 2007 
So this was back in 2006. I bought my first firearm legally. Uh, and um, yeah, if they had looked back at my men- my uh, mental state or the medications I was on or something like that, they would have probably denied me. But my past criminal history was clean. So I, I'm not saying that this needs to be done. I'm just asking a question, realistically. This is just a question because I'm curious. Should we be thinking about going to that side of a check? And I feel like the background check is pretty sufficient now. I mean, they're looking back, what, five years, six years at your criminal history, stuff like that. Um, They might even go a little deeper. I'm not sure. Like I said, it's been a long time since I bought a gun. And so I'm just... I don't know why we keep blaming the actual gun itself. It was not the gun's fault, you know? It's the owner's fault. Yes. It's not the gun's fault. The gun didn't choose to kill people. It didn't choose to disfire. It didn't choose any of those things that it did. The person behind it is what caused it. Just like... And this is sad, but just like when kids get killed, right? When they get killed uh, because their parents left the firearm out or they left it loaded or they left the key box unlocked or something went wrong, you know? But there is uh, uh, numbers of people that have been shot by their kids by accident. There's been a number of kids that have shot themselves by accident. I mean, if you look through the history of firearms... It's pretty grotesque. I mean, we've had, you know, countless murders, countless injuries. I mean, I just watched a video yesterday on YMH that their live show, by the way, was awesome. And the guy is putting the gun into his pocket. No, uh, into his like belt. You know what I'm saying? So he's like stuffing it between his underwear and his pants. And he's stuffing it down there. But if you watch real closely, he's got his finger in the trigger. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm pointing a gun at myself, my finger is never near that trigger. Especially if I'm putting it in my fucking pants where my dick is. I am not taking that fucking chance of anything happening. Well, this dummy had his finger in the trigger, and then he pulls it and fucking shoots his dick. And then we got to see the the bullet come out of the dick. Jesus Christ, I would not want to be him. But this is the type of stuff that happens. Accidents happen. Um, mistakes happen. And it wasn't the gun's fault that his dick got shot. Shot. It was his fault for putting it into his pants with his finger into the trigger. Like, you just don't do that. You're, you're pushing down. Your hand gets jammed on your belt. And now you're pushing down on the gun, but your belt, your pants are pushing up on your fingers. And now your finger's on the trigger, you dummy. Like, so I believe in, like, gun control. I believe in background checks. I believe that we need to be safer with firearms. But we also need to be more... 
that it's not the gun's fault. Like, if you get into an accident with your car, do they blame the car for the accident? Now, yes, sometimes they do. You have malfunctions, you have recalls, you have issues. All right, fine. Imagine none of that happens. This is a perfect world where you get in your car, you drive it, and now you you made a mistake and caused an accident. Maybe fatal, maybe bumper bump, you know, just a small fender bender, whatever it is. We're not going to turn to that car and be like, it was the car's fault. But we have to go through major testing to be able to drive that vehicle so why can't we figure something out where people have to be taught how to use these things how to treat them with respect right i'm not i'm not saying people who already have guns and are in their 40s and this and that there's lots of people out there that know what they're doing with with a firearm today but if you're new to it right just like a student driver you never had one before in your life okay you should go to class you should you should go to this class you have to take this course you have to pass this course you have to know how to take care of your firearm to, um, take it apart clean it put it back together uh, know what disarming it actually means knowing how to get it out of the uh, get the last bullet out of the chamber you need to know so much about these things like a lot of people don't understand when you put a clip in and you pull it back when you drop the clip out that's still got a bullet in it that's not it's not uh, empty so if you do that and you put it away there's still a bullet in there like a lot of people don't understand a lot of things about firearms and I feel like we need to set something up so that they can learn about the firearm before they get it now my other thought on this is if they're in class and they have to learn how to do these things one-on-one -on -one with a teacher and the teacher is actually good let's just pretend we're in a perfect world again hopefully that teacher will see the person struggling or getting weird with it and then they can turn around and be like, nah, this person's not ready for the firearm yet. This person needs to just, yeah, we're not going to do this today. You know, you're going to have to come back. You're going to have to repeat this. You're going to have to do it again. There's going to be some changes, but maybe we could get a step where we could kind of see how they're going to react with a firearm. And maybe we could pick them out. You know, kind of like when you go for your driving test, right? You fail your driving test, you don't get your license. You drive, you fail your written test, you don't get your license. I think the same thing should go for a firearm. Now, I know there's all kinds of weirdness to this, and, you know, you got to get teachers, you got to have schools, you got to have all this other stuff, so these people have to be educated. I know there's all kinds of complications with this entire uh, theoretical um hypothetical th thing I made but wouldn't it be a little bit better than what we have right now which is people buying firearms that don't even really know what they're doing with it and then they go to a firing range and try to figure it out on their own or they're watching YouTube videos or the, the I think that is the majority of people out there um, 
getting into firearms right now, especially before COVID, during COVID, gun, gun sales. Every time there's a speak of a gun ban, you've got upsell and all the guns, which is why I think they do say specific ones are going to get banned. Because I feel like they want more of those out there. Because every time they say they're going to ban something, everybody buys it. When they were going to ban specific clips and make it less rounds, everybody bought the giant clips. I mean, they were sold out forever. Um, anytime a specific gun says it's going to get a ban or a restriction put on it, those are the guns you can't get your hands on anymore because everybody buys them. So I'm like, hmm, on one hand, do they really care? I think they do. But then on the, excuse me, I got the hiccups or something. But on the other hand, I'm like, mm, maybe they don't. Maybe they just want to sell that gun more. You know, so these are the kind of, this is what, I know it's a tough subject. I know nobody really wants to talk about it. And I know I'm probably very right-leaning right now. I don't know. I don't really lean left or right, but I'm sure this can allow you to put me in a box. Um, but I just think there needs to be something more. We need to do something else. To just kind of get in the middle before they get the gun, you know, instead of just a background check, you know, I think it should be treated more like getting your driver's license, you know, they're not going to let you have the car or drive it legally until you pass all the tests, which makes so much sense to me since you're going out on the road with a one ton vehicle at minimum. Maybe a little bit lighter, but I think one ton's pretty close. And you could kill people with that vehicle. So that thing is just as equally as a weapon as a gun is, you know? I know it's not as easy to conceal it and get it in a store and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I've thought about all that before I said this. But at the same time, I, I just think it. I, I think that would be a, a step in the right direction, you know? But... It's just sad. I'm sick of seeing it. And it's like, I know it's going to keep continuing, which is also why I'm sad about it. Um, and it just seems like they just keep making it harder and harder for the people that actually know what they're doing and are doing the right things. It makes it harder for them to get what they want. And they haven't done anything wrong. But unfortunately, these, what, I don't know, we've had way too many um, mass shootings in the last few years, even before COVID, it was crazy. So I don't think restrictions are going to work. I don't think taking away specific guns or putting a ban on guns or blaming the guns is the right way of dealing with this. And that's, that's where I'm at with this. You know, I just think it's uh, so sad. So sad. Um, what else happened this week? Man, I I saw something funny, and I can't remember what it is at this moment. Um, let me see here. Hold on. So this is kind of fun. And uh, this, is, this is exactly, and my wife put this on Instagram, and... I was like, this is so on point with everything going on. Um, so it's called anxiety struggles, right? And it says what you see on one side, so that's a column, 
And then it says what I feel on the other side, second column. So what you always, what you see, always on time, what I feel, instant tummy ache if I think I'm going to be one minute late. So true. So true. Um, strong work ethic. Fear of being fired over the littlest thing disappointing my boss. This just, like I said, every single one of them, I was like, holy crap. Always in control. Something will go wrong if I don't do everything myself. <laughs> Good at planning. I need to be prepared in case bad thing A, B, or C happens. Worst case scenarios. Always organized. I have to be organized so I don't get overwhelmed and melt down. <laughs> uh, like I said, this made my morning. Super helpful. If I say no, they'll think that I don't care about them. Zen and relaxed. If I don't meditate to yoga and breathe, I'll lose it. <laughs> Self-assured. Don't listen to anxiety. You got this. You got this. You got this. It's exactly what I was doing on, on Sunday and what I talked about earlier. And then the last one was calm and composed. Just finished crying in the bathroom. I can do this. Now, I didn't cry, but I always tell myself I can do this. So... It was it was really funny. I I, I wanted to share it with you because I, I it just it hit me this morning. It really really hit me, and I was like, I fucking needed that so bad, and uh, I just find it to be so true that everything on that list and everything that I feel is just it was just so accurate. Ah, uh, so. But that's the podcast today. I hope you all have a great Thursday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And I hope you had a great Easter. All right? I hope you had fun. Whether you saw family or you didn't, I stayed home. That was fine. I loved it. I did watch, um, oh, yeah, I watched uh, King Kong and vs. Godzilla, Godzilla vs. King Kong. I will have to say I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad at all. I like the fact that they, uh, well, let's just say, no, I'm not going to say anything. It was really good. I enjoyed it. And if you want to check it out, it's on HBO Max um, for free if you're already getting it. And I'm pretty sure you can get it almost anywhere if you pay a couple bucks for it and watch it. But I already have HBO, so it was free, so I watched it. And I really liked where the story went. I don't I don't care. I like the Godzilla, King Kong movies. And if you keep up with them, it kind of ties them all together. And it was just, it wasn't done horribly. But it wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen. But it was entertaining, and it was mindless for an hour and 35 minutes. And it was exactly what I needed last night before I went to bed. So I watched that. It was good. I recommend it. Check it out. And uh, if you want to join me on the water fast now, hit me up now. 
Send it over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's the official email of the podcast. Whether you're joining the water fast, whether you're telling a story, whether you want to get a conversation started, it doesn't matter. Hit me up on the email. If you want to, follow me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, and, of course, as always, thank you for watching, subscribing, liking, commenting, Share all of it. I want to thank all of you out there for all the support over the last year. It has meant so much to me. And even though I'm still struggling today with it, I know it's okay. Because I I know that I can make it through. I can keep moving forward and getting better. And whether this gets easier or more difficult for me, that's it's up to me. Right? So... I just want to uh, say thank you again to everybody out there. And remember, subscribe, uh, click those like buttons, share this thing, set those alarms so you know as soon as the new episodes will upload, especially the new 420 episode. Um, and um, like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, rate and review. All right? That's super important too. So do all those things. Support the podcast. And as always, I hope you just have a great day, and I will talk to you later.